Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 11 a.m., or 5 p.m., with Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. I pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. May God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts, bless us, direct us, and send us out. Living letters of the word. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Well, that phrase from that hymn, Earthly Toys, is rather apropos this morning. For today I am trying something new that I learned from my young colleague, a paper sermon. One evening, not too long ago, Ellen and I were watching television. The kids were asleep, or at least they wanted us to think they were asleep. And there wasn't anything particular we wanted to watch, and we weren't looking for some kind of profound intellectual engagement. So we surfed around a bit. And eventually we settled on one of those home improvement programs on home and garden television, or HGTV. Perhaps you are familiar with the genre. I can't remember the title, but in this iteration, the formula began with a family. And one member of the family, who will remain nameless, has begun a home improvement project, uh, renovating a bathroom or expanding a deck or some such. And this project has gone horribly wrong. And the improver in question was way over their head. And so, to the rescue, arrives this merry band of made-for-TV handy people who save the day and the project. And for the rest of the episode, the original family member who started the project and failed has to wear this red t-shirt. And on the front of the shirt, in a large white font, it reads, It's my fault. <laughs> we love to blame. Listen to sports talk radio every Monday in the fall and you can feast on a cacophony of blame. Fire the coordinator. The fans need to be more positive. Give the backup quarterback a chance. He can't be any worse than the starter. And the workplace, politics, even families can easily devolve into blame and complaint rather than constructive criticism or brainstorming for solutions. And how often do we blame ourselves for small things like forgetting to take out the garbage or missing an appointment to big things like the death of a relationship or a significant diagnosis? Our eternal dialogue can be poisoned with blame, the blame of others and the blame of the self. And psychically working hand-in-hand with our blame 
is our desire for ourselves and for others to be perfect. If we don't look perfect, if this sermon isn't perfect, if our team doesn't win a thousand to nothing, if this taco isn't perfect, then we have failed or someone is to blame. It's perfection or failure and blame. This is the binary world many of us are doomed to live in. And that world is deadly. But into this world strides our new friend Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus is described as the chief tax collector and rich. Therefore, the Hebrew people would have seen him as a grade A slime ball, corrupt, a collaborator with their Roman occupiers, someone whose wealth was not earned by the sweat of their brow or the creativity of the mind, but by embezzling from the general populace. However, not to pile on, but, Jesus, but Luke shares another descriptor of Mr. Zacchaeus. He is short in stature, so short that he can't see over the people crowding around Jesus. So like a biblical Owen Meany, he climbs a tree in order to see our Lord. This is another example in scripture of someone in high station, earned or unearned, doing something fairly ridiculous and embarrassing for the sake of love. Remember the father of the prodigal son. I believe Will touched on this in the St. John's Bible class this morning. The father who ran to his son when he returned. Men of station did not run. They had servants who would run for them. So for rich Zacchaeus to find himself up the sycamore tree... That must have been a bizarre sight. But Jesus doubles down on the bizarre, looks up at Zacchaeus and says, Hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. And what do the people do at this bizarre coupling of Zacchaeus and Jesus? They grumble. The people are very good at grumbling in the Bible. And woven into those grumbles, I would wager that there was a lot of complaint and a lot of blame. Doesn't Jesus know who Zacchaeus is? Doesn't Jesus know that Zacchaeus is a sinner? Perhaps this Jesus is not who we thought he was. Grumble, grumble, grumble. And when they get to the house, Zacchaeus, probably because he heard the people's grumbling or he knew what the people said about him already, he says to Jesus, look, Half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay them back four times as much. And for a tax collector, that was no small sum. Now, in this stewardship season, far be it from me to discourage anyone from giving. If you have already pledged, I thank you. And if you would like a pledge card... Just ask one of the ushers. And please know that half of your possessions is a good sum, but I will leave that up to your prayerful consideration. In all seriousness, this is a momentous testimony on Zacchaeus' part. Zacchaeus is saying in so many words, look at the good works I am doing. Look at how I am bringing about the kingdom of God. 
look at how I am doing justice in this world. And Jesus replies, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. Zacchaeus' generosity is laudable, and part of his joyous response to how God has transformed his life. But that is not why he receives salvation. Jesus says simply, because he is a son of Abraham. He receives salvation simply because he is. We work so hard to be perfect. We may seem put together on the outside. I know I do. That was a joke. (laughs) But inside, we are a hot mess of striving and judging and blaming. And nothing is good enough despite our best efforts. But where is the grace in that? Where is the good news in that? Where is the Christ in that? We are sinners, and we sin when we separate ourselves from God. We sin when we make choices that injure God's kingdom. We sin when we push God away. But we also sin when we refuse to accept the unconditional love that God has for each and every one of us. Zacchaeus is a sinner, just like me and just like you. And Zacchaeus wasn't perfect, and those grumblers blamed him for who knows how many things. But Zacchaeus tried to be something better. Zacchaeus climbed the tree and strained to see a new light and a new hope. And that light and that hope saw him and welcomed him and declared that he too was part of the kingdom of God. He didn't have to be perfect. We don't have to be perfect. We just have to try and be who we are and allow the grace of God to wash over us. We are all in this together, and no one is at fault. We are all going to sin, but we are also lovingly grafted onto the tree of Abraham and sisters and brothers in Christ. And if we own and accept that grace, together we can do amazing things. So let us begin. Amen.